Hello, it's Friday, July 23rd. I'm Daniel Williams, and this is the MGMA Week in Review, where each week we bring you some of the most important, interesting, and inspiring stories happening in healthcare leadership and medical practices today. We'll begin this week with some advocacy news. HHS again renews public health emergency for COVID-19. The Department of Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra once again renewed the public health emergency for COVID-19. This went into effect July 20th. The extension will continue all telehealth waivers and other flexibilities pursuant to this determination. As with previous determinations, the renewed PHE will end 90 days after its effective date on Monday, October 18th, unless it's extended further. The Biden administration has indicated that it intends to continue renewing the COVID-19 PHE at least for the remainder of 2021 and to provide the healthcare community with 60 days notice prior to allowing the PHE to lapse. You can keep up with the latest advocacy news by going to mgma.com advocacy. Also, you can learn ways to protect your practice by registering for MGMA's webinar on Medicare fraud. MGMA Government Affairs invites you to register for a member benefit webinar on Monday, October 16th at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Medical practices face enormous external stresses while providing patient care and conducting business operations. One of the greatest external threats a medical practice can face is falling victim to fraud or becoming an unwitting participant in a larger fraud scheme targeting patients or the Medicare program. In part one of this webinar series, you can join MGMA's government affairs team who will be partnering with HHS's Administration for Community Living and National Government Services, which is a Medicare administrative contractor. And they'll be discussing the latest news and information on Medicare fraud. Go to mgma.com slash events to register today. I'll leave you this week with an article on Website Manor. Recently, MGMA conducted a stat poll that found that 15% of practices have provided training in Website Manor, while 85% have not. So there's room for improvement to meet patients where they want to be met. In the July issue of MGMA Connection Magazine, Neil Nyack, MD, Director of Emergency Medicine Simulation Education at Will Cornell Medicine, an early adopter of telemedicine education, detailed how its Center for Virtual Care helps train medical students and physicians alike. Nyack stresses that they need to regard website manner in the same fashion as bedside manner, essentially focusing on everything that isn't the medicine itself. But that's easier said than done when physicians don't know the environment 
as they typically do during an in-person hospital or office visit. When the patient walks into a hospital, they're mentally primed to have a medical encounter, says Nyack. They see signage, they have a greeter, they register. And you know, the best example of this is we tell the patient to change into this really flimsy gown and sit on a cold table, and they do that without hesitation. The nonverbal communication that may come naturally in person may take more effort in a virtual environment. Nyack says it's the provider's responsibility to work to establish a connection at the beginning of the telehealth visit, along with an environment that makes the patient feel comfortable, regardless of their location. If they're calling from the diner, or from a car, or from their bathtub, which we've all had patients call from, we have to figure out a way to optimize that to be conducive to medical care, says Nyack. That includes making sure there's privacy. If there are people next to the patient who are off camera, we know who that is. Nyack expresses that website manner should be viewed holistically, which includes training on everything from creating a comfortable environment and verbal and nonverbal communication to empathy, lighting, camera work, and scripting, all of which lay the groundwork for a successful telehealth encounter. Ultimately, physicians need to be at ease to ensure patients are too. If we can teach them to feel comfortable doing the physical exam over this medium, they're able to have a lot more confidence in their ability to conduct these visits, says Nyack. Another key aspect of training at Cornell Medicine emphasizes that telehealth visits are a 50-50 proposition between provider and patient. You really have to work with the patient for the visit to go well, says Nyack. They know the pharmacies and the drugstores and the laboratory sites around their area better than you do. So you really have to partner with them and make it a two-way street. Do you have any best practices or success stories to share on this topic? Let us know by emailing us at connection at mgma.com. And also know that our ability at MGMA to provide great resources, education, and advocacy depends on a strong feedback loop with healthcare leaders. To be part of this effort, sign up for MGMA STAT and make your voice heard in our weekly polls. Sign up by texting STAT to 33550 or visit mgma.com STAT. Polls will be sent to your phone via text message. And be sure and keep up with the latest industry news by subscribing to the MGMA Insights newsletter at mgma.com slash insights newsletter. If you have a healthcare story you want to share with us, email us at podcast at mgma.com. This has been the MGMA Week in Review. I'm Daniel Williams. Thanks and have a great weekend.